Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, howdy. Welcome in. Thank you for coming right on in here. That's right. This is the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Race Tech. How are you guys doing out there today? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. It's almost time for a little vacation. A little two weeks off. That's going to feel real nice. Can't wait. But hey, you guys want to do some shopping for your loved ones or for yourself? Spoil yourself over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. But first, go to KieferInkTesting.com. Click on that RMATVMC banner, and that'll direct you back over there. And you continue to live your life, continue to do your shopping, and that gives us a snippet, just a snippet of what you guys are purchasing and helps us out and keeps this thing up and moving and lets them know that you actually like this damn show. So thank you for the people that are actually doing that. I really appreciate it. I see it. So I am telling you, thank you very much. So also, it's wintertime. Maybe you, uh, you're you back east and you're saying, well, put my bike away for the winter. But you want to get freshened up maybe for next season. Go to fxrracing.com and use the code KKMX35. That'll save you 35% off anything FXR-related gear-wise. No, sorry, it doesn't work for the snow side. But it does work for the moto side. And if you're a lady, you like the moto down, I have a special code for you, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. Email me and tell me you're a lady. Maybe show me a picture of you riding to prove that you're a lady and you're not some dude trying to suck up and get a better percentage off of gear because that's what we do for you ladies. It's better than the men. We have a better code because we want to keep the ladies on the dirt bikes and having fun for you ladies as well. Race Tech. Just like I said earlier, if you're East Coast, you want to freshen that stuff up while you have the time off, go to Racetech.com, sales at Racetech.com, use the word Kiefer, and uh, get your oils, fluids, seals changed, maybe a revalve, or if you want to make your bike a little bit faster, faster, Andrew over there at Racetech can help you out as well. So don't forget, those guys are awesome, and they do great work. Power Motorsports, if you're interested in a KTM, Yamaha, or a Kawasaki, let us help you. Power over there can get you the best deals. Not only give you the best deals, but they have special Kiefer Inc. testing listener deals. Just email me. You guys know the email, and I'll get you in contact with David and get you a fresh bike. I have sold many, many bikes the past couple years that Power has been with me, and it's been a great experience. So um, don't forget, Moto Shippers, even if you're not around the Oregon area, uh, Moto Shippers can deliver your bike to your front door. They've done it to me uh, several times. It's easy, not that expensive, surprisingly, and it's uh, convenient. So I don't have to step into the dealership. I can do it all over the phone or online or email, whatever. It's really convenient. Works Connection had a great time with Eric and the guys last week. Came down and rode with us. If you guys want to get some of those new titanium foot peg mounts, use the word Kiefer20 to save, and that'll get you... Uh, a better offset and a better rider triangle for the 22 and older YZ250-450Fs. 
Rod Engineering, Pro Taper, 60, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants. Got some new oil out there, so if you want to hit me up about that, some great oils over there. Jeff at Blood is doing great work and uh, keeps your engine life span a very, very, very long time. That's right, very, very, very. Decal Works, Lit Pro, Fastco, and of course, oldtimersmx.com. We're going to change that name next year, so stand by for that. But if you want to race long motos and hang out with your buddies, oldtimersmx.com is the place to do it. And uh, we're going to change up some sponsors for next year. We've got a couple new ones, and uh, can't wait to talk to you guys about that. But look for that in 2023. We have another show or two for 2022, and then we're wrapping it up for this year. Uh, email me and tell me what you guys would like to see next year. Some of you guys are saying, hey, we would love to put your show up on YouTube. I'm like, eh, I feel like that defeats the purpose of a podcast. Uh, if you want to get the video side, you can go to RacerX. We have the test there. But I have been getting some emails saying, hey, Kiefer, can you set up some cameras in your studio and just do this show and throw it up on YouTube? So we might be doing that as well. I'm going to try to get on some of that for vacation. Maybe set up a couple cameras in here and just do the show uh, and you can just look at my ugly mug and watch me talk about dirt bikes. I don't see why that would be entertaining, but some of you guys like that. Uh, I don't know, man. Seems weird, but we may do that for a couple episodes and see how many downloads we get. And if it works, we'll keep it going. If not, we'll cut it. Simple as that. All right, five minutes in. This show is all about the 2023 Suzuki RMZ 450-250. Or we can just say the 2018 and 2019 bikes because... The 18 uh, on the 450 side hasn't changed since 18. And on the 250 side, it hasn't changed since 19. So the 19 RMZ 250 had quite a bit of part number changes. Um, on the 18 side of the RMZ 450, not as much, but some frame changes and some things within the engine that has changed. But as you guys know, we don't need to keep talking about it. Kenny Roxon has chose to run the progressive Insurance, HEP, Suzuki team, Twisted T, however you guys want to say it. I don't know the official name yet. It's still 2022. I'm sure I'll learn it as the new year comes. But from the people that I have talked to, and there's a lot of those people inside of the Suzuki camp, the team, close to Roxon, yes, it was a little bit about the money. Of course, it's it's always about the money, right? But the bike has to be good. He's not going to take some money, and the bike's going to be a piece of shit. So he has ridden the bike. Jamie over at Twisted Development does the engines. From what I heard, and this, and I could be off base here, but from what I heard, he was riding it with KYB suspension. So I don't know if that was just a test or if they are going to go with KYB. That I am not sure of, but I have heard rumors that he has ridden that more than once. So maybe he's just trying to get a flavor, right? Just like he has been this whole offseason with bikes. Maybe he's trying to get a flavor with suspension, trying Showa, trying KYB. Uh, Kenny was on both at Honda. At one point, Kenny was on KYB, and then at another point, he was on Showa. So uh, I think he's just maybe figuring out what he wants to do and what has more the most comfort. Uh, on the production side, the RMZ250 has the KYB suspension, and the 450 side has Showa. And the reason why manufacturers do this, it's not the first time that this has happened, uh, and they actually do that with tire manufacturers as well. Sometimes smaller models come with different tires versus the bigger models. But they try to keep a good relationship with 
as many people as they can within the industry. So Suzuki is no different. They say, hey, we want to keep a good relationship with Showa and KYB, so we split them, and the two separate R&D teams uh, go their separate ways and try some KYB stuff on the 250 side and then try Showa stuff on the 450, and they come together and they find a setting. Now, I will say this. Uh, some of you guys have been, have been emailing me about, Kiefer, what are you talking about $5,000 for a Suzuki? I cannot find that. Where is that at? This was in Southern California at Temecula Motorsports. They had one for $49.99 plus fees, right? So I guess I forgot that little fine print, plus fees. So when you do that, you're getting up near $7,000 for an RMZ 450, which is still two grand or more less than other models, right? And this is the, the thing that I've been trying to figure out. What is the price point? that is acceptable for the technology that you're purchasing. Uh, as we all know, it's six years, right? Five, six years dated material on the Suzuki. But in a five, six-year span, is it that much different in the R&D process? I'm a part of that a lot. And I feel like, yes, the five-year mark is the mark where like you can actually feel the difference. If it's, uh, let's say, a three-year mark, and the bikes have been tuned, they're not completely different, have been slight changes, slight frame changes here, little engine changes there, I would say no, that is not a huge enough difference to warrant, you know, over $2,000. Now we're working into six years, right? So if you could save more than twenty-five dollars to $3,000, right, $2,500 to $3,000, I would say it's still worth it to buy dated technology if you're just a guy who likes to race occasionally. Or I just want to ride my dirt bike. Look, there's this in this podcast. I can't tell you and go over the Suzuki bit by bit what it's like. And look at you can just scroll back on some of these archives and see like what it's all about. Nothing that you're going to hear in this podcast as far as on bike feel something you you don't know unless you're new to the show. But I will say this: when I rode these bikes at Glen Helen last week, I had a great time. I'm spoiled. I am probably a lot different than most people that listen to this show. I, I understand this. I get to ride a lot. I get to ride many different things. I get to try stuff. So I'm a spoiled little son of a bitch compared to other people that actually have to go buy this stuff, rely on other people to say, hey, where am I going to go buy uh, a new bike or how am I going to purchase it or what I'm purchasing, is it worth it, Kiefer? I understand that I am a little bit removed from all that, but I try to bring this all in and give you a real-world uh, opinion to where, like, I'm not rich. I know you guys aren't rich, so is it worth it, Kiefer? I would want to go buy a Honda, or should I save $3,000 and buy a Suzuki? That question right now I will answer, and it will say I would rather go buy a Suzuki if I was a guy who just wanted to go ride, have fun, and race a few times a year, if that. There is nothing wrong with a Suzuki. In all actuality, a Suzuki and a Honda feels similar in a lot of areas when you ride them on the track, but the Suzuki is more stable at speed than the Honda. And I will go as far as the Suzuki isn't as rigid as a Honda. Now, the engine... Honda's better. Ergos, I would say Honda's better. Suspension, Honda's better. But the frame feel of the motorcycle, the chassis, 
is very Honda-esque. So if you like Hondas and you want to save a little bit of money, there's nothing wrong with an RMZ 450 or a 250. Okay? So that is what we kind of broke down in the RacerX videos. Like, where is that dollar amount? Where am I going to spend my money? And, and hey, I can get an RMZ 450 for 7500 bucks. Is it worth it? Absolutely, it's worth it. It is worth it. Here's another, here's another aspect I just thought about. The resale value, honestly, is pretty damn good on Suzuki's. I can't sell Kawasaki's. I, it is tough for me to sell Kawasaki's. I have Aiden's bikes. It's really hard for me to sell. Um, I have to really drop the price to sell the Kawasaki's. But if you got seven grand, seventy five hundred invested in a Suzuki, you could sell a new Suzuki or, sorry, you could sell your old Suzuki for $5,000, no problem. And maybe that's, you rode it for two, two and a half years. And so you rode a bike for $2,000 for two and a half years. I mean, to me, that's a great deal. I like that. And that is one of the reasons why I tell people, if you're able, try to sell your bike every year so you don't lose that much money. You buy a new bike, if you can, if you can afford it. Uh, you buy a new bike. And even if you finance it, and let's say you roll that bike over one year later, and let's say you still owe seven grand. Let's say you can sell your one-year-old motorcycle for seventy-five hundred or seven thousand dollars, and if the buyer will allow you to pay off your loan before you know they get the the pink slip, they can take the bike and you pay off the loan like a normal uh, stand-up. <laughs> human being and not rip anybody off, but then you actually rode the bike for probably around two to three thousand dollars for for the year. That's not a bad deal. So that's why I'm saying you try to sell your bike every year before it gets too roached and the value goes down too far. Nothing I mean for me, that isn't a big deal. I would say like I would actually do that. If I could get one bike a year, finance it you put a couple grand down, it brings that down a little bit, and then you ride a bike for two grand, three thousand dollars a year, and you sell it. That's the the good way to do it if you ride a lot, because as you ride more, the value of the bike goes down. We know this, right? So Suzuki's for me have better resale value. There's a lot of good things within a Suzuki. Yes, data technology. Yes, I understand you still got to kickstart your bike. These bikes actually kickstarted one to two kicks. It wasn't that big of a deal. There's not a shit ton of compression. You're not going to rip your leg or your hip off. So some of these um, blemishes that we give Suzuki is on us, the media, for talking shit, right? Oh, there's jokes. There's memes. There's all these things I hear about Suzuki's, but it's still a capable machine. Again, one of the best machines that I have ridden, 2012 RMZ450, was the best bike that I have ridden, a built, modified bike that I have ridden to date. It was very fun. Michael Lessie's old bike. Awesome bike. So let's break down these two bikes real quick. So I went to Glen Helen, got my guy, Big Air Todd, and he is a very opinionated guy. He's about 170 pounds, 55 years old. He rides a two, uh, actually a Yamaha YZ250F. He purchased one. He got on the RMZ250, and honestly, I'll be real with you guys. He didn't really like it that much compared to his Yamaha. So he's a very opinionated guy. He likes what he likes, but he did like a couple things on the RMZ250 side was cornering ability, not shocking, and then 
honestly, flickability, lightweight feel in the air. You go to put any of these bikes on the stand, 450, 250, and they're heavy sons of bitches. It is, you're like, wow, it's, it's a lot. It's a big bike putting on a stand, especially if you got one of those stands that are a little taller than most, and you're like, holy crap, I can't get this thing on the damn stand. But in the air, both bikes, 450 and 250, feel light. So the flickability, that's right, that's a testing term, the flickability is actually lightweight feeling once you're trying to move it around the air. So I do appreciate that. Big Air Todd did as well. The 250 is oversprung. KYB, I don't know what they're thinking, or was it Suzuki? I have no idea, but it is oversprung. Unless you're at 200, and 200 pounds and up, that's the spring rate for you. You wouldn't have to screw the suspension if you're 200 pounds plus riding an RMC 250. Boom, suspension's perfect. Well, easy. I shouldn't say perfect. I don't like that term in testing. It is adequate. I'm going to say that. It's adequate for a 200-plus pound dude. No problem. But if you are anywhere south of that, I'm 170, it is stiff, rigid, harsh. So the easiest fix you can do, and I've done this, drop the spring rate in the fork, drop the spring rate in the rear, and live happily ever after. And then that valving is still good with a spring rate down on each end. So, And actually, when you do that, the bike gets less rigid feeling and less harsh. So I just wish Suzuki would do that. I think they're going to do that for next year. I have heard rumors that their bikes, both bikes will be new next year in 24, so there is some development. I have also heard on the Showa side of things, there is a new BFRC in the works, so I think they might still stick with that, but a newer version, uh, a la Chase Sexton that is using that on his Honda. So uh, 250 side, little oversprung, Good low-end feel, good RPM response, like snap, but then just not a lot of torque out of the corner. You do have to keep this thing up in the R's and rev it, um, but it is a snappy motorcycle. Honestly, I think it has more low-end feel and snap than a Honda CRF250R. So there is some plus there. When you're in a sandier section, you want to pop out of a rut and get over on the other side. Like Glen Helen had some long ruts coming out, and they get square edgy. I can go, yeah and pop out of that rut easier on RMZ than I could a Honda. It's just when I start accelerating is when you notice, like, hey, there's not a lot of torque or meat within that RMZ. But it actually pulls really good up on top end. Mid-range needs a little bit of help. Um, you can try going to a white coupler, and that'll give you some more pulling power but doesn't quite pull as much on top. The black rich coupler on the 250 isn't just isn't quite good. It's really lazy. It builds RPMs too slow. So for the 250 side, I don't really like the black coupler. Um, so it's either white or the green, the stock one, and that is uh, the best combination that I can come, come up with. I do suggest going up a tooth on the rear if you want to get in third gear sooner, and it doesn't really affect second gear as much, so that is nice. Um, but it's just a vanilla power bound. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just it's vanilla. Uh, I've ridden an RMZ250 with a piston uh, muffler, which was a Pro Circuit Tie 6 muffler, and a little bit of T4, and that really does help the bike out a lot. It pulls better coming out of the corner. It wakes up the RPM response, and uh, if you guys really want to wake it up, you go to a Vortex ECU. Jamie is really good on the twisted side, uh, really good about getting a nice map for that RMZ250. So... There are some mods that you can do to spend that 
extra money that you save from buying an RMZ250. And it makes it real fun. And you got a good front-end bias cornering machine. So you got to buy some springs, drop those things down a little bit, and then uh, make sure your sag's about 104 because it is pretty sensitive to sag. Uh, stock fork height on the 250 is 5 millimeters. That is fine. I don't think you really need to mess with the fork height. And to me, the ergos were fairly good with me being six foot tall. I would go to a pro taper bar just because I want more flex. That fat bar is a little bit rigid. Uh, but overall, man, it's, it's a fun bike to ride. It's not um, going to set the world on fire <laughs> or get you overly excited, but it's a capable machine with a couple mods, and it's still fun to ride. Sorry to interrupt your arm army content. We'll be right back. Listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. Screenprintingdone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to screenprintingdone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy. Or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight. For most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050, to me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in. And I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. 
but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Band on my Yamahas. There is a brand new band that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is, right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, 
Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. We are back. Thanks for hanging tight and listening to those commercials. Not bad, right? RM Army, here we go. On the 450 side of things, it's a little bit more complex. Um, I tried different couplers. Um, I actually liked and preferred the black coupler, which is the rich one, because it actually gave this bike more mid to top. The 450 RMZ is fairly smooth machine off the bottom, which is quite nice. It makes it easy to ride, but it just feels like it needs to be short shifted and didn't want to rev out as far that I like to, or I'm used to compared to these newer technology motorcycles, right? Especially the new Yamaha YZ450, man, that thing pulls in second gear for days, days, uh, so the RMZ is just not like that. You come out of the corner in second, you got to immediately shift to third. So the black coupler, like the 250 on, on the black coupler side, it built the RPMs a little bit slower, but then it just pulled really far, far on top, which I liked on the 450 side because I actually can stretch out second gear a little bit longer, then I can shift, and then third gear was really usable. So if you're at sea level to 3,000 feet elevation, try the black coupler. And you still have that smooth character, but it will actually stretch out second and third gears longer, uh, similar to current motorcycles. The suspension side of things, um, like the 250 side where the KYB oversprung, the Showa side, the fork is actually really comfortable, has a lot of good qualities that I like. Uh, light bump absorption is fairly good. The... The fork gets deeper in the stroke. It's a little bit soft and empty. So I went in three clicks on the fork. But the big problem for me is this Showa BFRC, the what it comes with. And again, 2018 technology. There's a lot that could have been happening with that shock if it was continually to get developed. The plus side, the BFRC, is acceleration traction and light bump absorption. If you're accelerating out of a corner that has some chatter, this bike soaks up the, the, that stuff really well because of the shock. Now, it's everything off-throttle that I don't like about the shock. It, it wants to push the front end forward. It wants to skip out side to side. So there's just not a lot of confidence within that shock off-throttle. Uh, I dropped the sag to about 108 to kind of make that thing squat and not have it push my front end uh, down on D-cell, but um, it still does happen. So I have ridden with some revalved BFRC stuff, and although a little bit better, still has that same character. The easiest fix for you guys to do is you can actually buy a KYB 250 shock and bolt it right on the 450. I just did a Racer X garage build, and we did that, and it actually helped the bike a lot. Uh, even with the Showa front end, you have the KYB shock, and you mated it with each other, it was actually so much better. And better in the fact that I can hit braking bumps, dive into square edge off of a jump, and not have that thing kick side to side or deflect, 
and it didn't want to pitch as bad with the KYB shock. So just where that KYB shock and the damping that it has, it has a lot of control, and the BFRC doesn't have a lot of control off-throttle. Um, again, spring rate on the Showa fork side is good for my 170 pounds. I probably, as it would break in, I would go up one spring rate to get a little bit more holdup. Uh, I went in three clicks and it actually helped a lot, but I know I only have about three hours on this bike now. Once it gets six to eight hours, it's going to soften up and I'm going to want to a little bit more low speed dampening feel. So going a spring rate up and then possibly changing the valving uh, with a little bit more low speed will help this fork and just helps the bike be more balanced coming into corners. Once you're in the corner, it doesn't turn as well as I remembered it doing back in 2018. Maybe in 2018, this bike was the leader in cornering, but I think everyone else has kind of caught up within those six years. Honda, obviously, is a great corner machine. Uh, I would say maybe Cowie hasn't quite caught up with the Suzuki in the cornering ease, laying it into the corner, but um, all these other machines, even the Yamaha, the newer Yamaha corners, as good, if not better, than the Suzuki. So, it does feel a little bit heavy on area two, the middle part of the corner. Tip-in is quite nice, but there is some kind of, a, I don't know, pendulum effect. As I'm laying it down, there is a hard spot in the middle where it was. it's kind of tough to lay down further. So um, what we call cornering stability in the testing world, there's not a lot of that if the rut is uh, messed up in the area one to area two side in these ruts. And again, we have these ruts that are shallow here on the West Coast. And then I went to another track that had deeper ruts with this bike. And if those imperfections inside area one, area two are there in those corners, the bike gets upset. And then it screws up your area three and your exit quite, quite a lot. Now, if you can get through area one and area two, like I said, that BFRC does track really well and really nice exiting the corner. But... It does feel a little bit heavy if I'm really trying to push down on the bike in area two and it wants to stand up. Um, kind of surprising for me. And I went to two different tracks and I was like, wow, I thought this thing would be on rails. And it's it's a good cornering machine. It's just not as good as we've hyped it up to be over the past six years. I just don't think it's quite as good as it is uh, these other bikes that there is now. So um, it is a front wheel biased machine. So you will have good front wheel feel if you get off of those tires. You need to put some MX3S fronts and a 33 rear on it, and I think it'll actually help this bike a lot. The Bridgestone technology that it's on it, I'm just not a huge fan of the X30 tire. That tire has come on lighter bikes, like 250s, and it's okay, but when you get a heavier bike, I just don't think the carcass can support it, and it doesn't have a lot of lean angle feel within that area two corner so maybe that is some of the problem as well so if you do get an rmz 450 go back to a dunlop or even a pirelli tire those two tires are much better and much more current and have more technology based around them than the older x30 tire uh, okay so again like i said fun bike to ride three thousand dollars is my kind of money limit if i could save i would go rmz route that is what i would do there is a deal going out right now on Suzuki's that you buy the RM Army edition from October 1st to December 31st. You can get that. It has a Yoshimura muffler, graphics kit, and uh, so 
It's kind of like a factory edition, but, you know, just with a muffler. And the RS-12 Yosh is actually really good. You'll get some more pulling power in second and third gear where it's lacking. So not more snap down low, but it will pull longer. And the Yoshimira is a very well-built um, muffler. There's a lot of good guys within Yoshimira that has a good R&D team inside of there. And uh, I think if there is a company that knows Suzuki's the most, it is obviously Yoshimira. They've had relationships with Suzuki for many years on the street and off-road side. So um, that is a cool deal. You can go to SuzukiCycles.com and check that out. Uh, but past that, guys, there's not anything else that you – it's burning. Like, I, I don't have a lot for you, <laughs> you know, in the world of Suzuki. Until next year, 2024. I think we will see some changes, and then we can really get excited about hopefully those changes will be more than just an electric start. The The whole Suzuki, like, oh, God, Suzuki and Kenny, and he's not going to win. Kenny's going to be just fine on a Suzuki. That bike is capable. I've ridden the HEP bike. If you listen to the Pulp Show, you'll hear me talk about the engine and how fast it is, and the guys over at Showa have dialed in that bike for them. And I think uh, they're using older technology as far as shocks. They're not on the BFRC shock. So I, I really doubt that Kenny will be on that. So he's just going to be just fine. If he wins A1, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's a great move for Suzuki to have Kenny. It's good for the brand. And I asked this question on Twitter the other day. Is Suzuki going to sell more mod- motorcycles because Kenny is on it? And I would say yes, they are. Absolutely. Uh, Kenny just brings notoriety to the brand i think a lot of other people maybe not on the inside or really involved in our industry that are just removed from it will see kenny on a suzuki and spark interest to maybe purchase a suzuki so i do think suzuki will sell more motorcycles and the 2024s will probably have an electric start and i think they'll lose some weight somewhere to try to compensate for that added weight of the e-start so i'm really hoping they dial in more um, parts and technology within the RMZ model because it is a good bike and we need them to stick around in our sport and have more options for us idiots that love to ride. So uh, that's my spiel on the Suzuki RMZ 450 and 250. If you have any questions, chris at kieferinktesting.com. I'm here to help you guys out. As well, don't forget, there is a RacerX garage build that I did on the RMZ 450 that's coming on RacerX. So there's going to be some Suzuki content uh, within RacerX and Kiefer Inc. testing. So stay tuned to both of those sites. I am keeping the RMZ 250 and 450 long-term. I gave the 250 to Big Air Todd. He rides a shit ton. So we're going to talk about reliability on the 250 side. And then I'm going to do a couple things to the Suzuki. Not really going balls out on the 450. Maybe an ECU a pipe, and some suspension work, and let's see where this thing ranks. We've been talking about shootouts, which was supposed to happen the 20th and 21st, but we got to do some Supercross preview shows, so that kind of screwed that whole thing up. So I'm going to be doing some uh, shootouts in January, and Suzuki is the only model that I am actually going to hop up. I'm going to put um, a pipe on it. We're going to do some suspension work. And then maybe an ECU, and I'm going to throw that thing in there with the stock bikes. That's right. I'm not going to do shit to the other bikes. I'm going to leave all the other bikes stock, and I'm going to mod the Suzuki, and we're going to try to see where the Suzuki ranks. And if it wins, 
I'm going to get yelled at from the other manufacturers. But I feel like this thing needs a little bit of help, a little bit of a head start, and uh, we'll see where it ranks. And if it doesn't rank up to uh, to snuff with the other bikes, then we'll know that as well. But I just thought that could be a little bit of a fun thing to do and uh, maybe stir the pot a little bit <laughs> with other manufacturers. But I think it's fair. I think a little bit of work on the Suzuki and throwing it in the shootout is still fair in my eyes. Uh, thank you for joining me. This is a quick episode. I'm gone for about a week. I'll be back uh, in about seven days' time. We'll have another show about the Gas Gas MC450 and some mods you can do to that, as well as a wrap-up of 2022 with my family. We're going to do a, an episode of just about the best and worst of 2022, so stay tuned, tuned for that. A couple new episodes coming up, and then we are on break. And hopefully you guys spend the holidays with your families. And if you don't have uh, the family around, hopefully you have some friends you can hang out with and enjoy the holidays with. That's the... That's the time of the season to really sit back and reflect and enjoy what uh, you have done and uh, share some laughs with some friends and family. So we'll see you at the track, or we'll see you right back here over on the Kiefer Tested Podcast. See you guys later.